Welcome to That's What She Pled with attorneys Christina Goldberg and Julie Lurson from Lurson Goldberg LLC, law powered by women. It's time to shake up the old standards of law and of business. Join these two witty, intelligent, and sassy female business owners who are taking their industry by storm, challenging stereotypes, and shattering ceilings. These two are on a mission to educate, empower, and support not only their own clients, but other powerhouse female entrepreneurs. Come for a laugh and stay for the vibe as Julie and Christina hold nothing back and share the truth of what it is to be female attorneys and business owners through discussion of current events, original stories, and inspiring guests. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the That's What She Pled uh, podcast. I'm Christina Goldberg, and Julie Lurson is here with me. Hello. And uh, so we've- We're going to switch it up today. Yeah, we're going to switch it up just a little bit. We've had guests for the past few weeks, which is we absolutely intend to continue doing that, but we don't want to lose sight of us and our business and who we are and the things that that make us successful, if I can say that. So we actually threw a few ideas around for today's podcast and decided between the kind of our top two thoughts were, um, number one, maybe the, the top 10 things that we have learned and the things that, that you should know as a consumer. And the other option was some of our top craziest stories. Uh, we've got some good ones, but we decided to go with the top 10 things that we've learned and that you should know just in keeping with with empowered business women and, and kind of going down that rabbit hole. But then we'll take another break well, after we'll we weave. have some more guests and we'll do it. Right. And we'll we- probably weave a crazy story somewhere in our top 10. I mean, Absolutely. These are top 10, top 10 things we've learned. And surely somewhere along the way, it's because something crazy and unexpected happens. Mm-hmm. Happened. So here we go. Always. Always. Uh, okay. So our number one, the number one thing that we've learned, well, these aren't in any particular order, but the first topic we're going to discuss setting expectations. So very important, very important with our clients everybody we meet with comes to us with, well, I, I looked it up and my injury is worth, you know, X amount of dollars, or my friend hired an attorney and my friend got Y amount of dollars. Um, or, or so-and-so I know had to have this surgery and therefore this is what my case is about too. And then obviously we live in a place and time where there are plenty of injury attorneys out there marketing themselves. And frequently they love to scream and shout about fantastic results they've obtained. I mean, the caveat always is it's the specific facts and circumstances of your situation that really are what's critical, what's key, and what's going to dictate what happens, Um, not some figure on a billboard or something like that. So Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to want to be a people pleaser and to want to say, I believe in your case and it's worth a million dollars and you're just so great and I'm going to do everything in my power and I'm going to fight for you. And those are all things that we want to express and we want to feel. And But those are things that are just a fatal mistake to make with a client because we have a job to do. And a lot of times that job is very, very difficult because it 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 requires us to set Yes. expectations and to make sure that our clients understand, listen, my saying this to you does not mean that I don't have faith in your case. And it does not mean that I don't have faith in my own abilities. It just means that 
I'm in touch with reality and I'm not the one going through your trauma right now. And that's, that's probably the hardest part of our job, but setting those expectations for our clients is just, it's absolutely from the beginning. If we blow a lot of smoke up your skirt in order to, I guess, land you as a client and then, you know, have to deal with the reality of, of the facts and circumstances of where you, your case sits, we're just going to disappoint you. And, you know, we certainly don't want to set um, unrealistically high expectations that don't have any, you know, truth grounded in them. So only to have you pissed off at us when we can't, we can't meet those. <laughs> I mean, you know. It happens. Yeah, it does. Sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So number two that we wrote down, you know what? Check priors. So when you come to us and you're involved in a, in a, an auto accident or a slip and fall or a, any injury, any, any liability injury. injury. Yeah. It's really, really vital. Despite what our new clients tell us, nope, I have no priors. Nope. I've never gotten this. No, I've never complained of that check because those can rear their ugly, ugly head at a time in the case that, that you really don't want them to. And it's not intentional because well, some, who, sometimes yeah, people just, they're embarrassed or they feel like that will be some sort of deal breaker. What I will say is, listen, I can prepare for something so long as I know about it. If I'm surprised, if it comes up, comes up unexpectedly, or we've drilled real down real, we've drilled down hard on a certain set of facts that actually aren't fact, then there's, then we have problems. So give it Mm -hmm. to me straight. Don't sugarcoat it. Tell me what's going on. If you've had prior accidents, that's very common. Um, If you've had prior, you know, if you've been to the chiropractor and you love the chiropractor because you've had neck issues, that's okay. We can work with, we can work with the truth. Right. Well, the truth is the only thing that's going to work out best for us because <laughs> they're going to, that information is going to come to light. And it's not, it, it sounds as though we're saying that people come in and lie. That's not even it. Who among no. us actually gets copies of our own medical records and reviews them? I've had, in fact, a mediator in, in, a, during a mediation explained to one of my clients, you know what? I was out gardening one day pulled something in my back, ended up, it was bad, ended up in the emergency room. And when I got my emergency room records, because I, he, as a mediator, he knows always review those records. He got his emergency room records and they said that he had fallen. Never did he tell anyone he fell. Never did he tell anyone any, anything like that, but that's what his records reflected. And so you can go to a doctor and not complain of neck pain, but absolutely end up with a record that says that you complain of neck pain. And so even if it's false, even if it's not true, we need to know about it. There's this little thing called causation. We talked about the factors associated with negligence and causation is exactly it. You know, if people say, why do my priors matter? Well, they matter because the insurance company wants to pin your complaint of injuries on something else that is not their fault. So it really does matter. And again, not that you're lying just because this stuff shows up in our records that we don't even know about. Social media. Yes. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It's important that with at least respect to why you're visiting with us, hoping to hire us, we make it clear that it's not a great idea to be living your life out loud on social media. Insurance companies love to learn as much as they possibly can about you. And obviously one quick and easy place to learn a lot about you is 
to jump onto social media pages. So, Mm -hmm. you know, those public pronouncements that you make about yourself can become problematic. Mm -hmm. And not that I was, not that I was crazy growing up or in college, but there are definitely times that I am very, very grateful that the social media thing didn't happen until after that, because what do you do? You live life out loud. You live it online right now. And, and, a lot of employers check it out. They they don't want to hire people who are behaving and living their best life. <laughs> exactly, living exactly. Their best life out loud on online. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it makes so, a, you know. it makes a huge difference, and from both angles, right? So if you're the victim, you want to make sure that you have a private page. You want to make sure that you're not talking about all of the fun that you're having on the weekend, even yep. if you're sitting back and enjoying watching other people actually do the fun things, you're still present there. I had a client who, again, at a mediation, was shown pictures of herself on a bench with her grandson at Bush Gardens doing an Elmo birthday party. And at mediation, that was used against her as, see, she's fine. No, she was actually miserable and sitting on a bench. She wasn't out riding roller coasters, but that image was used against her. And there's just don't. And then as the at-fault party, if God forbid you're ever an at-fault party and something careful what you have on your social media. And this to me, I remember a story where we actually had in his deposition, this became a huge deal. We had an at-fault party who, I mean, nailed, nailed our client and they both got out of their car. And in his deposition testimony, the at-fault party testified, I was afraid for my life because your client was threatening me and he was huge. All of which my client said, absolutely no, I didn't. But we dug and looked at this outfault party's social media page, and his profile picture was himself holding an AK-47 with all the, you know, surrounded by all the big guys and the tattoos, and there's nothing wrong with tattoos. But if your pro- if your social media profile picture is yourself being, excuse me, a badass, guy. yeah, then you know what? You can't come sit at deposition with me and talk about how terrified you are for your work. life. Right. Just doesn't work that way. Just, you just have to assume, I guess, the corollary to the social media piece is oftentimes insurance companies sur- surveil our clients, hoping that they'll catch them in one of those gotcha moments, you know, balancing that mattress on their head as they move into <laughs> their new apartment. Yeah. You know, when they're having terrible neck pain. I mean, so you just be mindful. Yeah. Be careful. Don't put it all out there for the world to applaud. Please stop putting it out there for the world to applaud. (laughs) So it's also really important for us to prepare our clients, particularly once a case is in litigation, which doesn't happen that frequently, but it does. And a necessary part of litigation is that the client's deposition is going to be taken. And so we want to sit down with our client beforehand and help them with the general to the specific. I mean, what the hell is a deposition? It's sworn Mm -hmm. testimony under oath, not in front of a judge, but that can be used in any manner of ways in your case to the very specific of, you know, what brings us here? What, why is this a case? Um, What do we need to show? So, you know, we're helping them get ready. We're letting them know. For instance, it's okay to answer that you don't know answer to a question or you don't remember now sometimes we sometimes right so years ago christy and i were working on a case in tandem i prepared our client for her deposition 
I let her know that, you know, answering I don't know or I don't remember was perfectly fine. At the deposition the next day, she pretty much answered every single question by saying, I do not know. I don't know. I don't remember. Fortunately, Christy was able to take a break and explain to her, I know that's what yeah. Julie told you, but um, everything in moderation, <laughs> Read we the need to be able to prove our case. If you can't remember anything, then how are we going to prove the case? So what's you your know. current address? I don't know. How long have you worked where you work? I don't know. Ever been in a car accident before? I don't know. Excuse me. Yes, you. Thanks so much for listening to That's What She Pled. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, you can find us at lawpoweredbywomen.com. And all of our social media platforms are listed in the show notes. So client preparation is absolutely key. Um, And having sat in that seat. So it's funny as the attorney, you're not typically the person being deposed unless you've had your own separate case. I actually have been deposed in my capacity as an attorney. This is a, this would be, this would qualify under one of those crazy stories that maybe we'll, we'll share some other time, but um, I have been deposed and with my training and with my experience, I was so nervous to be in that hot seat. It's super different. Um, and it's very, very easy for our clients to just, they don't sleep the night before. I mean, they're total zombies and trying to be, and then, and, you know, in the course of normal human, uh, human conversation, you want to be helpful. And so then you just start babbling and talking about things that you don't need to talk about answering questions that have not been asked. Yep. And what do they say? Volunteering uh, prior preparation prevents poor performance. Yes. Uh, not going to try to say it again, but that's absolutely true. And there's just, you can lose a case at deposition. You can lose a case when you put your client in front of, of people. Rarely um, do you win at a deposition, but what you don't want to do is lose it. And right. it's been known right. to happen which yeah. is why preparation is, is important. If our clients are super anxious, super nervous, we'll spend time just kind of doing, doing a mock, a mini mm-hmm. mock deposition to kind of get them a little bit more at ease in terms of what to expect. And hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, putting to rest or at least reducing some of that angst. Yeah. And for us, it's with us. It's not with a staff member. It's we're, we're sitting in a room, we're putting in the work um, with our clients, just like we're going to be sitting right next to our clients during the deposition, during the mediation, during whatever it is. So, okay. The next one, read everything. So as your attorneys, obviously our job is to make sure that we're not letting you sign something that is, that is against your interest. So a lot of times when you resolve a claim with a carrier, they want you to sign a release and that release can include anything from, um, we agree not to bring another claim uh, for this certain instance, all the way to, we agree not to bring a claim against this company ever for any reason, for any instance, ever, 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 amen. So obviously we can't let you sign things like that, but it's, it's, it's interesting. We've had, we have people come to us in a couple of ways. Number one, we have clients who've come to us who were tracked down by an insurance company and convinced to accept a minimal amount of money and signed a release. And then they come to us and say, oh my gosh, is it too late? And then we've actually had people come to us who say, well, see, here's the thing. I had an attorney for a different loss, but now the insurance company is telling me that I've released this one. Um, And unfortunately we've 
uh, on at least one of those found out, yeah, the attorney didn't read the release and the attorney released that particular insurance company from any claim ever forevermore. Um, you know, heartbreaking. I, I, I guess the useful tidbit that comes out of all this is, first of all, in Florida, the statute of limitations on injury claims is generally four years from the date of the accident. Um, typically, these scenarios where, you know, somebody gets offered some money by the insurance company and then the insurance company presents this piece of paper that they want you to sign off on happens quickly, soon after an accident. Um, just hopefully the insurance company can cut their losses and get the case closed quickly. What I will say to you is, the injury attorney offers a free consultation always. So take advantage of it. Yeah. Even if, if, even if you have no intention of hiring an attorney, cause you think you can do it on your own and do just as well, at least. Which turns out to be a mistake most of the time. If I can it, just it does, that. but you know, if somebody comes to me hell bent on doing that, I'll tell them, take your time. You know, you've got, months you've got years before you're really at a critical point so yeah oh yeah we don't send, sign your life send, away yeah i mean we we read I say it. send people away we don't send people away but we say to them listen take our contract read it take your time take do whatever you we're not going to chase you down uh, but we're here to offer help when you want yeah i'm not trying to send people away but yeah every absolutely. now and again absolutely I mean, the, the corollary to read everything is is to get everything in writing and that's definitely important in our end. We want to have the appropriate documentation to establish whatever we've been discussing, if we've actually been having conversations with the claims handlers, agreements to do one thing or not do another. We want it memorialized in writing. That way there's never any doubt about what the understanding is. Hey, the agreement you signed to hire us, it's in writing. You know, that eliminates the proverbial, he said, she said issues that can come up. Oh <laughs> yeah. Clear memories or foggy memories or, or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And this so doesn't just apply to the legal world. No. What we do, this is just as business owners always get it in writing. I mean, I, I, on, on, on a daily basis, I make adjusters angry. I refuse to take their phone calls. I mean, our staff is advised and it's adjusters, not clients. It's adjusters yep. that our staff is advised when adjuster calls and wants to speak with me they are to put it in writing and send it over. I don't care if it's by email or fax, but their their questions, their concerns will be in writing and my response will be in writing uh, because too many times I've had somebody call and try to play the authority game. So call our office and talk to our case manager and then send me an email and say, well, this is going to confirm my conversation uh, with Shayla that uh, you know X, Y, Z happened. Mm -hmm. Oh, Shayla never agreed to X, Y, Z. And this is part of the problem to just having phone conversations, you know, but luckily we all know, and Shayla had already documented in writing exactly what their phone conversation was. And sure enough, it was nothing like what was presented to me in writing. So no good deed goes unpunished. Um, it's an unfortunate truth of life. And it's one that's hard learned most of the time, but yeah, don't just take that phone call real quick, <laughs> get it in writing. In our arena. Yeah. Yeah. So communication, 
for for attorneys, especially, at least speaking about the state of Florida, the most yeah, one of complained the- of problem with attorneys or the thing that, that people contact the Florida bar and make a complaint about is lack of communication with their attorney. And that's something that we focus on continually, whether it's scheduled coordinated calls at frequent intervals, emails, staff knows who 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 they are to take the time with and who they are to ignore. If they're going to ignore, it's going to be an adjuster. It's going to be someone who doesn't need their attention right now. So there's really not one size fits all communication. Our clients hire us and to to Julie and I, I mean, it's very important to us that they're not, they're, they're hiring this, the office, but they're not, they're hiring us and we're available. And so when clients do that, I mean, they have our email addresses and our staff knows if clients call and they say, Hey, I want to talk to Christy or I want to talk to Julie. We either get on the phone with them or they coordinate something on our calendar. And and that's just the way that it is going to go. And if you're working with somebody, and again, not just the law anywhere, but if you're working with somebody who refuses to spend the time with you and take the time to actually communicate with you, that's a problem. Well, and it's, I mean, we see that because it's also not uncommon that someone comes to us after they've had essentially an not a great experience with another attorney who's not returned their calls, who is incommunicado, and they don't have any sense of, you know, what's going on in their case, and they're rightfully frustrated. And so, you know, they're looking for a second opinion and potentially a change. And, you know, it's a a priority of ours that um, the communication lines are open and that we're available and that at most you're going to have to wait 24 hours. And that's almost um, rare in and of itself, but mm-hmm. yeah, we are your attorney and we are available to you. Yeah. So, so on that note, we actually, there's my notes to myself sort of says, you know, turn people away who do not align with our, our purpose that I would say is kind of in conjunction with, you know, surround yourself by, by a staff who is aligned with, with your purpose and your beliefs and, and all of that. And we certainly have created that sort of office atmosphere. Um, everybody who works with us, works with us, you know, work for us. We work together and they're all, we all have the same vision. We're all in this to, to help and to achieve and to impact people's lives for the better. But on, on the flip side of that token, you know, we absolutely do turn people away. Um, there are some people who come in because they've heard the commercials about what they could be entitled to, or some people who have made it a, a, career to make fraudulent claims. I mean, it, it happens. Luckily, our little area, our Lakewood Ranch area, we're, we have phenomenal people here. It's an amazing area. We're not as in, um, afflicted by these problems as places like Miami, really, but we have had it happen. And if they get past the initial consultation without our, our little red flags going up, certainly it doesn't last very long. We're in this to help people and to make lives better and to fix the wrongs, not to advance fraudulent what purpose (laughs) yeah i mean it's not widespread and as with any profession there's going to be a bad apple or two out there and it gives everybody a bad taste in their mouth about everyone else Mm -hmm. but you know we're yeah we're, we're pretty convicted about being here to help people and get them through a difficult time and help them understand you know, all the permutations, the consequences and so on and so forth, but we're not forcing anybody to do anything that they're not comfortable doing mm-hmm. um, or that, right. that doesn't make sense. So Yeah. And it would be so easy to take on a claim that we, we knew was really not 
not valid. Um, and it would be very easy to, to send these, these clients to the right doctors and to the right experts to get them to say what we want them to say, just to get money out of an insurance company. And that's just not who we are. It's not our goal. There are, there are uh, attorneys who will do that just like there are business owners who will engage in, in fraudulent business activities, but that's just not, it's not us. I think the, the natural following to that is, is own who we are, own who you are in business. I think in 2022, that seems to be a little bit of a theme for, for us um, in our office and being comfortable with who we are and in our own skin and law powered by women, not to back down from that. And in fact, to embrace it um, and embrace it in the, in the, in the face of, of anybody who has decided to call our office and tell us we're stupid for doing it. We are who we are and, and we own it. We're not for everybody. And you're going to get some really real talk from us sometimes. And in fact, I mean, I'm not ashamed. I had a, I had a client actually, I guess fire would be the right word. I had a client fire me last week um, because she got some real talk from me and told me that, you know, I, I was too hard on her and made, made her feel like she, you know, had done something wrong. Well, this is a, this is a client who was using having been involved in a, in a crash as the excuse for every single thing going wrong in her life. And the two were not related. Um, but you know, at some point as the attorney, I have a job to do. We have a job to do, to let you know, Hey, you're ruining your own case by doing this. Well, it goes back to also the expectation setting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't want to hear what we need to say to them. Our job as attorneys, we have sort of two roles. One is your counselor. And that means we're going to tell you the good and the bad. And sometimes it's hard to hear some of that. And we understand that, but we try to help them understand why we're saying that, why it's important. Our other role is as your advocate. So externally, when we're advocating your claim with the insurance company or the opposing counsel or whatever, we're fighting for you and we're advancing the best arguments and we're trying to counter whatever their arguments are in order to get the best result we can under the circumstances. So, you know, sometimes clients don't like what we have to tell them yeah. as their counselor. We're not for everybody. Law. That's right. We're not for everybody. On the other hand, you know, when you get a wedding announcement from a client, because you've made such a connection and that client starts to trust you. And I, that's just, that's the most incredible cool. um, feeling yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so well, number let's wrap 10. wrap it up with, right. It's not personal. Personal injuries are personal, but it's not personal for us that some of it's ultimately we are a business. And so you know, we have to give hard information and hard answers and things like that. And it's an informed answer or bit of information or, or whatever that we're providing to you for, you know, important reasons, not because we have some. All right. It's not anger. It's not a vendetta. One of the first things I learned just as a teeny tiny little green baby attorney was it's not personal. That attorney raised his voice at you. It's not personal. That attorney beat you in a hearing. It's not personal. That attorney felt the need to disparage you to make himself feel better. It's not personal. And in fact, I mean, if we're doing psych 101, right, somebody attacks you, then usually that's an indicator that that person has some serious stuff going on 
and is behaving as though they're looking in a mirror, right? It's yeah. AKA projection. So I, you know, item number 10 for being a business owner. And especially, I mean, I'm, we don't use this, the I'm a woman and so poor me, but especially being a female business owner, it's not personal. People are not contacting you to, to attack you on a personal level. It just doesn't happen that way. And so if you let those emotions get involved, you lose your head. And if my son were in a car accident, I would not be his attorney. I can tell you that because that is personal and any little thing that happened, I would take very personally any attack. So it's, you know, that's to me, especially as a female business owner, it's not personal. Go about your day and pray for the person doing the attacking. You can find us on the web at lawpoweredbywomen.com. You can call our offices. You can send us an email. We can't see smoke signals, but we'll do our very best to respond. So reach out. We want to help. Thank you for listening to That's What She Pled podcast. Don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lurson Goldberg lawyers. The content has been made available for general informational and educational purposes only and may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. The content is not intended to be a substitute for legal advice from your individual attorney and the information provided does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice.